Welcome to the Rufus Chambers Podcast. Our objective is very simple, to provide you with practical biblical teaching and dialogue that you can apply to your everyday life. We appreciate you tuning in, and our hope is that you will receive something that will empower, encourage, and educate you today. Let's dive into today's discussion. Born to live, born to live. And this is a new series, never taught this. Um, So why don't you grab your Bibles and uh, we're going to read our, our kind of keynote scripture for today is found in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. And we're going to read verses one through two, one through two, one and two. Um, it says in the Amplified, it says to everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Verse two says, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. What I want you to do is underline or highlight in your app where it says in verse one, a time for every matter and purpose under heaven. A time for every matter and purpose under heaven. And again, our subject matter is born to live. And what we're gonna do over the next few weeks is really lay out a case that your life is very, very special. That your life has meaning, it has purpose, It has significance that you being in the earth realm in this era is not by mistake. And that's really what I'm going to be doing is encouraging you to live the life that you were born to live. And earlier I mentioned the confirmation that I got earlier in the week. I was speaking with somebody this week that I love and and cherish and, and, and would do anything for And the conversation was about her life. It was a conversation pertaining the life that she has inside of her versus the life she's living today. And what the conversation was about was about trying to help her see that the life that she has inside of her heart as it pertains to her future, can become a reality. And as I sat there and had the conversation, it was confirmation that it's time to dive into this subject of being born to live. Because many of us are living our lives aimlessly. We're living our lives in a manner in which we're just hitting the autopilot. We're hitting the snooze button. We're just going through the daily routine, the daily uh, happenstance of what we do. And that's one thing in 2020, many of us got on snooze and was enjoying it. Many of us got on autopilot and was enjoying it. We were just going about our normal routine. And and that's the thing about monotony and and routine and and just, you know, the, the normal ABC program of your day, if you can look up and time will pass you by. 
and, and you will watch this, you will step off of, of, of the platform or the stage in which you're trying to pursue this life that you were born to live. So this series is an invitation that it's time for us to re-engage the meaning and the purpose and the predestination that your life is associated with. That's why this passage in Ecclesiastes 3 is so important. That's where we're just going to hang our hat today. Because again, the, the, the man of wisdom said that basically everyone has a purpose or everything has a purpose. And what I'm saying is that every one of you that is listening under the sound of my sound of my voice, you have been born to live. And, and I'm and I'm just going to let that just just I'm going to just let that just sit there with you for a moment. You were born to live. And you may be saying, well, preacher, I know that I'm living, but are you living? That, that, that's my recourse. If we were having a conversation face to face, you would say, well, Rufus, I am living. And my thing is, are you actually living? Or in other words, are you living the life, watch this, that you were born to live? I'm going to just let that, I'm going to just let that settle for a moment. If I was country Wayne, I would say, I'm going to just let that sizzle in your spirit just for a moment. Because again, I, I don't want that to run past you. You were born to live. And we're going to unpack that a little bit today. Amen. Let's turn over in our Bibles to Jeremiah, the first chapter. Jeremiah, the first chapter, very familiar passage, and we're going to read, let's see, we're going to read verses 1 through 7, very familiar passage. Somebody put that in the comments so the folks can stay with us. Jeremiah 1, 1 through 7, it says, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, and unto the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Verse 4, it says, then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, it says, Then the word of the Lord came, and the word said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Then it says, And before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Familiar passage, verse 6. Then said I, Oh, Lord, I behold, I'm, I'm a child. I cannot speak, I'm a child. Verse 7 says, But the Lord unto me saith not, I'm not a child, for thou wilt go out all I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command should you speak. 
the word of the Lord went forth and it said, before I formed you, I knew you. Put that in the comments because that's where I'm, that's where I'm gonna camp here just for a minute. He said, I knew you. In other words, God knows you. He, he, he knew you before you knew you. He knew you before your parents knew you. And this is very important because what we're seeing in this passage is the life, watch this, that you were born to live. It started before you got here. You got it? One of my close friends, he always talks about things being in motion. The life that you were born to live got in motion before you, you, you took your first breath in the earth realm. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and, and much of what we're doing, much of our journey, watch this, is trying to catch up with that foreknowledge that God knew. That's what y'all got to understand. What we're trying to catch up with this life, watch this, that we were born to live. Back to the conversation I was having earlier this week. There's a life that that person is born, watch this, to live. But now, watch this, they're trying to walk out and catch up to that which was already spoken and that which was already formed before she was yet a twinkling in her daddy's eye. Somebody say, God knew me. Very important. God knew you before you were born. Because in the time we have, and these are the realms, and I don't think we're going to get to all these realms today. We're talking about being born to live. That's why we're talking about before you're born, then we can go into as you're born, and then we could talk about as you're born again. And then we could talk about the life you're living or the life you were born to live. See, that's the thing. We got to start looking at this thing as a timeline. And y'all know I'm a, I'm a project manager by trade. So I'm always thinking about timelines. I'm thinking about, watch this. Pre-planning. I'm thinking about activities and descriptions and, and sequencing and how activities tie to one another. And as I'm thinking in my project management lens, I'm thinking about the life that you were born to live. That's why we're talking about, watch this, there was a predetermination, there was a predestination that was crafted by your father in heaven before you were yet born. Somebody say God knows us. Let's look here now, let's flip over to Romans the 8th chapter. Romans the 8th chapter here, and, and I don't think we're going to have to be long today, but I, I'm, I'm praying that y'all are, are feeling the weight of this message. Because the weight of this message, what it's trying to do, it's trying to make sure that you are awoke to who you are called to be. And, 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 I, and, and that could be a dormant gift. 
That could be a marketplace assignment. That could be a familiar role that you're supposed to sit in. It could be a community activity or activism that you're meant and called to. I don't know what that predestination is, but I'm telling you that you have been born to live. Your life is not just a dash that's going to sit on a tombstone. Your life is, is it's meant to be lived out. And, 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 and guess what? If you weren't, if you weren't meant to have a life of meaning and significance, I don't think that you would be listening to me right now. That, see, that's how God is, is ordering the steps. He's wanting you to catch up to the fashioning and the calling and the consecration that we just talked about, Jeremiah 1, happened before you were here. Amen? Romans 8, the chapter, 8 chapter, and I'm going to read verses 28 through 30. I'm going to read 28 through 30 because there's some terms here that are, that are going to confirm what I'm talking about. It says, verse 28, For we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29 for whom he did foreknow, there goes my word, and he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Verse 30, it says, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. There's some really major words in that passage. And that passage is, is really talking about the, the predestination of us becoming in the image of him. You got it? So, 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 so let's not run past that, okay? So, so we see here, verse 29, he foreknew us and he also did predestinate us to be conformed to the image of his son, okay? So, but, but, but again, I'm reading this passage because it talks about a foreknowledge. It talks about See, that's the thing about, this is what I'm trying to help you understand and grab a hold of today, is that we think, or I don't want to generalize, but sometimes we think our life doesn't matter. Sometimes we think that our life is just that of our own. And what we're seeing here in scripture is that your life is not just your life, it's connected, watch this, to a foreknowledge. Your life has a foreknowledge. In other words, if, if, if Picasso was getting ready to paint a masterpiece, he had to have a foreknowledge, watch this, to, to know what it was to look like because that foreknowledge 
dictated the tools and the instruments, the paints, the canvases that were needed to paint the to paint the Picasso, to paint that finished image. In other words, what I'm telling you is that your life is connected to a foreknowledge and you've been fashioned, you've been shaped with some unique giftings because of, watch this, your predestination. Y'all got to hear me up in here. Foreknowledge and predestination. Somebody type that in the comments. Foreknowledge and predestination. I know that these aren't necessarily terms that we talk about very often, but I'm trying to get you to grab a hold to these to some of these terms because they're rich. And that's what happened. I started work as I started studying. These pieces started coming together for knowledge. Watch this. Foreordained. In other words, preordained. Uh, but, but, but for this, we'll say foreordained and predestined. Foreknowledge, foreordained, predestined. In other words, your life, watch this, the life that you were born to live was already in motion before you got here. If you don't get anything else, I want you to get a hold of that today. Before you entered the earth, your life was already in motion. And, and, and this is what part of the issue is. If we don't come alive We'll never live the life that we were born to live. Somebody put that in the comments. If we don't come alive unto God, we'll never live the life that we were meant to live. Y'all got to hear me now. Let's jump over here to St. John, the third chapter. St. John, the third chapter. And as I was reading this scripture again, another piece came to this puzzle. St. John chapter three, verse three, it says there was a man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to read verse one. St. John, verse three. I'm going to pick up at one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Jesus answered him and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse four, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his, his, his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus says, verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Very interesting conversation here because, uh, and, and that's the thing. Jesus said one thing, watch this, about seeing the kingdom and then in verse five, he said, entered the kingdom. So, so let, so, so I'm talking for our conversation today. I'm going to camp out in verse three 
Because, watch this, seeing the kingdom and entering the kingdom represents two different things. I, 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 but let's agree on that and let's put that to the side. For our conversation today, he said in verse 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see the kingdom of God. And why that scripture is blessing me so much, you may not be excited about it, but what I'm seeing is that part of us living, hence the, the context of being born again. So that's why I talked about we have this life before birth, then we have a natural birth, and now th th there can be a born again life. And what Jesus is saying is that when you're born again, you're able, watch this, to see the kingdom of God. And the thing about the kingdom of God. And again, if we had time, we could do the whole, you know, uh, kingdom teaching, you know, as inspired by Dr. Miles Monroe. But I just want you to think about this in some practical layman terms. You got it? If you if it just trip with me for a minute, if, if God shows you, watch this, a kingdom that you've never seen after you've been born again he's showing you watch this a life glory to God that you have inside of the kingdom that as you're born again he said then you'll be able to see it and part of seeing it is coming to a realization that you have a life inside of the kingdom that's why we're talking about being born to live. That's why y'all got to get a hold of this thing. See, we have, our life is already in motion before we're born. Then we're born into the earth. And then we have a destination of, of, of this born again experience. And then there's a life that is to be lived after being born again. If we could call a witness, we could call the Apostle Paul because the Apostle Paul was minding his own business persecuting the New Testament church on that road to Damascus. And what happened is, watch this, he had his born again experience. And as he got, basically Jesus ran up on him. <laughs> he ran up on them and Paul had an encounter and then watch this Paul had a life to live after that encounter. Again, him being born again helped him to see that life that he was meant to live. Couple more examples and I'm going to shut it down. Mark the first chapter. Mark the first chapter, because that's the thing. I, I want you all to see this, that you have a life to live. Mark the first chapter in the in the 16th verse. It says, now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net 
into the sea, for they were fishers. In other words, watch this, Simon and Andrew, they had a life that they were living. They were going on about their business. They was casting nets. They was catching fish. They were selling fish. Then here comes Jesus. And, and again, that encounter represents, watch this, them, them, them being born again and them seeing the kingdom. Glory to God. Verse 17, and Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. In other words, Jesus said, the life that you were living before this encounter was one thing, but there's a life that you were born to live now that we've met. And that's what I'm calling, I'm, I'm bringing this back to your remembrance. Because many of you may have heard teachings on purpose and destiny and all of that, but I'm bringing it back to, the, to your remembrance. See, these encounters that we have with the Father is not for our lives to be the same old, same old. If we had time, we could unpack that St. John 3 and 3 about being born again and talk about, watch this, the regeneration that is supposed to be taking place inside of us. Some of us have been saved a long time, but we are in need of a regeneration. It's as if we need to go back to the well and draw again so that we can come alive to the life that we've been born to live. Glory to God. Somebody type in the comments, regeneration. Jesus was trying to minister to the Pharisee about this life that was there for him. Y'all got to see, and, and that's the thing, in, in your own time, I want you to look at the life that Nicodemus had up until that moment. Some would say Nicodemus was doing all right. He was a man of authority. He was a man that was accepted in a, in, in a prestigious circle. He was a man of influence. But here Jesus comes along and said, no, sir, there's a life that you've been born to live that you know not of. And he said, watch this, after you're born again, you're going to see the kingdom of God. And then he says, watch this, as you're born of the water and born of the spirit, then you can not only see, but watch this, you can enter in, glory to God. And that is my prayer and that is my hope that you under the sound of my voice are going to uh, come alive to the life that you were born to live. There's a life that you were born to live. Just like the calling of the prophet Jeremiah. The, uh, again, God was calling him in, watch this, to the life that he was predestined to live. Y'all got to see that. Jeremiah, again, he was minding his business and God had to call him into what was already in motion. Some of you that are listening under the sound of my voice, I'm hoping that this word is trying to disrupt your normal Sunday afternoon because 
some of you need to be called into the life that is already in motion. Some of you have been called and birthed not only with intentionality and with purpose, but that purpose and intentionality is for this error. It's for this time. It's for this, this period of time. Y'all got to hear me now. I've been studying and reading so many books this week about the history of the church in this nation. And I'm just amazed at all of the unique contributions of some of our forefathers and some of our foremothers in the faith that their ministry, their callings were carved out for such a time as this. Well, it was for such a time as that that they lived in. Some of you have similar giftings, similar callings, similar assignments, because watch this, one day somebody's going to open up the history books of your life and they're going to read down, glory to God, the roster and see what contribution did this man or woman of God make into the earth realm. And I don't know about you, when they open up the, the book of my life, I want them to be able to say, this guy made a contribution, glory to God. He was trying to live the life that he was born to live, and he was trying to encourage others to live the life that they were born to live. In closing, in closing, I feel like I didn't say something. I don't know if it, if it resonated, but I feel like I've said something in these few minutes. As we're getting ready to close, I'm reminded of the, the movie Lion King. I'm reminded of this, this song that they had in the movie. It was called The Circle of Life. And I'm reminded of how, watch this, the movie, the, the song was playing, and you had Simba there, the, the son, and you had Mufasa and his wife, and the, the, the seer, and again, that seer in that movie represented a, a, a person that had a, a divine calling or assignment. So the seer came and it was time. That's why they were playing that circle of life. And, 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 and the seer came and anointed the boy's head with, some, with, 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 with something. And, and, and he raised the child up so that everybody in the kingdom could see this moment and it was talking about the circle of life and as I watch that scene I'm reminded watch this of the life that was already in motion when that boy was raised up that boy being raised up was an announcement and and in that in that song it says the circle of life till we find our place on the 
path that is unwinding. Many of us are in our own circle of life. Many of you, it's time to step to center stage of the platform of your own life. There's been some things, some assignments, some destinations that God has already created before you were born. And it's time for you to come off of the sidelines and step to the center stage of your life so that you can enter into this circle of life that is already in motion. There's a place in the kingdom that God not only wants you to see, but he wants you to enter into. Glory to God. If this word has been ministering to you, I'm just going to ask that you stop what you're doing, that you put your Bible down, that you just lean in so that I can pray over you. I don't know about you, but, but, but I'm, I'm feeling a, a pull and, and a tug with this born to live because many of us, comfort has lullabied many of us to sleep. That's the thing about when you get too comfortable, you're not willing to take the center stage of your own life. You will be, watch this, you will be comfortable being on the sideline and your own life will pass you by. I'm, I'm speaking to you this afternoon. And, and again, I, I, I know some of the people that are listening and I'm thinking about your faces, I'm thinking about your voices, I'm thinking about the great love that you have in your heart and all of that is wonderful, but God is saying that there is more for you to do. That, that, that there's more for you to not only do, but there's more for you to accomplish. There's more for you to write. There's more for you to speak. That there is, that there's a formation that you must continue to move into in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the Rufus Chambers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast by hitting the subscribe button and connect with us on all social media platforms.